Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, we had this month's episode of Blended, and we talked about OCD, Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. The panel shared personal experiences, we talked about fighting stereotypes, and we reflected on how we can create safe spaces for everyone in our workplaces and communities. I really hope you enjoyed the show. It was a real eye-opener. And remember, if you missed it, you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com or on our YouTube channel or wherever else you subscribe to the show. It was episode 242. Last week, we also had an episode with Flock Freight, and they talked all about their sustainability strategy and how they are helping their customers achieve achieve their sustainability goals as well. We also talked about their innovative technology around shared truckloads. You are going to want to go and check that out because I'm telling you, I love talking to them. So it was episode 241, wherever you subscribe to the show or check us out on YouTube or over at letstalksupplychain.com. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. The Blended Pledge is a nonprofit arm expanded from the Blended Podcast, which has brought a global community together. With authentic conversations, sharing their stories about diversity and inclusion, creating more acceptance across industries. We are taking steps to create visible impact of diverse voices by bringing the Blended Pledge to industry stages and providing scholarships to all diverse voices in the community to have a seat on in-person and digital stages, and in the audiences as well. We are also highlighting brand awareness of minority-owned businesses through access to digital media content. Our scholarship program aims to cover based on an application process, event tickets, travel expenses, or features in digital content, enabling a visible impact and recognition of our donors and sponsors. We aim to partner with event organizers, mentors, corporate sponsors, media outlets in 2022 and beyond, inviting diverse voices to be seen and heard in industries across the globe throughout the year. If you would like to support the Blended Pledge, go and donate on GoFundMe, or if you'd like to be a corporate sponsor, please email us at listener at letstalksupplychain.com. You can also follow hashtag Blended Pledge on LinkedIn and our Blended LinkedIn page. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. There are so many exciting things happening, not only in supply chain, but at Let's Talk Supply Chain as well. We've got a whole slew of new live stream shows that are happening every single week on your favorite topics. So make sure to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, because that's where we go live. Today, I'm joined by a business that is on a mission to empower meaningful logistics relationships through transformative technologies. Well, can you guess who it is? I'll let you know after the poll of the week. So the poll 
which is um, about New Year's resolutions. So New Year means new you. What is your New Year's resolutions? I've been talking a lot about picking a sustainable development goal as a New Year's resolution so that we can all collectively make a small impact daily, weekly, or monthly towards the planet. 58% of you said read more. 22% of you said learn a new hobby. 4% of you said learn to bake something. 16% of you said other. Melissa said walk and play with my dog more. Michael said take better care of myself. Rhonda said spiritual growth. Audria said be more organized and intentional with my time. Naomi, if I read any more, I'll have to quit LinkedIn. No. Heather says taking more time for self-care. Alicia says, every day I choose to do three things for myself. I love that. Peter, never make resolutions because I always resolve to do the best that I can with what I have. Tempest, my resolution is to be more intentional in all aspects of life. Gioti says, continue healthy lifestyle. Well, thank you so much to everybody who joined us and commented and voted. We had, I think, almost 300 votes for that one. We do ask a poll every single day week. So make sure to check back with us on a Wednesday morning and participate, get involved in the community. Now back to today's podcast and which exciting software company is joining me today? Well, it's Emerge. The Emerge Digital Freight Marketplace provides access to benchmarked rates and thousands of trusted partners to maximize cost savings. The platform allows you to grow your network while leveraging your current connections for spot and contract freight. Today, George Abernathy, president at Emerge, joins me to chat all about the company, what they do, bringing accountability to logistics, and why it's so important to bring all the industry players together in order to build positive and mutually beneficial networks. But before we dive in, let's find out a little bit more about George. George Abernathy, Emerge President and Board Member, has more than 30 years of supply chain and technology experience. Notably, George is the former president of leading industry publication FreightWaves, where he was responsible for all revenue and commercial efforts, including SaaS, media, and virtual and physical events. George has a breadth of direct industry background, having held executive leadership positions at Transplace, JB Hunt, Logistics.com, and Sabre Logistics. So welcome to the show, George. Sarah, thank you. Let's, let's talk supply chain. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I love that, George. I'm so excited to have you here. I mean, we have a new collaboration for 2022. Emerge is the new sponsor for our Women in Supply Chain podcast and blog series. And so I'd like to start by saying thank you and thank you for your commitment to elevating the voices of women in the industry. And I'm really honored to share more about what the team at Emerge are doing with the listeners today because it's such an incredible platform. So let's just dive in. That sounds good. Awesome. So Emerge was established in 2017 after Andrew Leto, the founder, saw a gap in the industry when it came to procurement processes. So what was it that Andrew saw and what made him decide to do something about it? About it? Can you talk us through that? Absolutely. And, and thank you for doing this. Uh, we really do have a commitment to uh, what we're engaging with you and uh, really the, the, the terrific work that, that you're doing. Um, what Andrew uh, identified, and I have been pursuing for a while as well, um, is that in procurement, 
within transportation, there really weren't any best practices. There were plenty of tools that could procure things, but weren't specifically targeted at doing so in transportation and logistics, as well as their ease of use wasn't the kind of user experience that we were looking for. And Andrew also knew that the procurement element was really the, the tip of the spear, was, was where you could get and see so much of the data and information about that transportation network that that would lead you to be able to, once you had enough scale, you would be able to build that network effect that people have talked about forever. And you'd right. be able to have that marketplace where you'd have the shippers and the carriers coming to because there was so much activity going on. Absolutely. And it just kind of makes sense, you know, especially where we are right now. I mean, there's a trucker shortage, right? And there's obviously shippers scrambling in a variety of different ways to get their products moving. And so to be able to have options and to be able to have options at your fingertips, I think is just something that we just really need in the industry. 100%. And that's where the Emerge platform really does play very well. As I was mentioning, um, I've been personally pursuing optimality in the procurement area for a couple of decades. And um, through technology and logistics and true procurement or the way that freight is being you know, offered to or tendered to companies, there, there really is a need for the, that, that ability to use all of small and medium-sized carriers that might not be able yeah. to get visibility to the large shipper. How, how do you go about doing that? Traditional brokerage certainly covers some portion of that, but it's, it's disjointed. It's disconnected. There are really no easy ways for that small carrier not only to potentially have the option to work with the shipper that they would typically not have the opportunity to do so, but then other shippers that yeah. will be in that same marketplace. And you're right. Um, it's been talked about for a long time around the shortage of drivers. The pandemic certainly has exacerbated that. The supply chain issues, as you were listening to the, uh, when you would hear the Port of Los Angeles and the Port of Long Beach talking about all of that, the challenges were certainly out on the water. But the bigger challenges, once it got on land, were finding drivers and carriers to be able to move it. And so any way to bring optimality, to bring more efficiency, to bring that network effect like the Emerge platform is doing is really something that the industry's needed for a long time. Yeah, the options and the flexibility is the way of the future. And that's that's what a marketplace gives us. So let's dive into that a little bit more. What sure. does Emerge do exactly? Tell us about it. Well it it's it really exciting. And so procurement in transportation is, is what we do. And so shippers who are currently using, as I was describing, some other tool that you know might procure paper clips as well as right. uh, other items, well, they're using that to, to do transportation. The Emerge product is transportation centric. It's, it's been built by people like Andrew, who 
comes from a transportation background, understands transportation? What are the nuances around transportation that are going to make it different than trying to procure something like a paperclip? So it is a, it is a, a tool. It is an online tool that a shipper will utilize with our guidance. The shipper will be utilizing that procurement tool to run procurement events, to run bids, large bids, annual bids over their en entire marketplace, or as you've described that with, with the, the market being so challenging these days, there's going to be circumstances where I may have my routing guide set up from my annual bid, but a part of it is starting to decay or decline. And I need, I'm getting signals that I need to do something with that. I don't want to I don't want to blow up the whole thing, but I but I want to be able to take that portion that is troubled and and bid it out and and take it out to a much broader or or maybe a or or maybe a more targeted. I might go for more carriers, I might go for less carriers yeah. in that, in that. So with the emerge platform, I can do that large bid, I can do mini bids, I can do seasonal geographic, all uh, obviously going to be done uh, online. There's there's Fortune 500, Sarah. There's Fortune 500 shippers that are still using spreadsheets to do their transportation. Yes, they are, <laughs> and and thinking that they're in the vicinity of best practices, and they're not. And you know, I like an Excel spreadsheet as much as anybody, but there's certain things that it falls short on being able to do, and that network effect and being able to incorporate other players, whether they be other non-asset players, other asset providers, all of that becomes available when you utilize the, the Emerge platform, the procurement tool, and start bringing them into the, the ever-growing, the billions and billions of dollars that are flowing through our marketplace. Yeah, and carriers um, sometimes do have their own niches, and it's really hard to keep on top of what their niches are and what they could do well for you. And so, you know, a platform like this can really put you in front of those carriers for those particular niches. And a spreadsheet's not going to help you do that because you just don't know everything about a carrier that you need to know. And so the platform itself, it caters to shippers and carriers, which we've talked about. So yep. let's drill down a little more into each of those. So talk to us about the features and benefits. Let's start with the shippers from spot management to TMS capabilities. Talk us through what that can do and what that looks like. It, it really does cover the spectrum, and that's really a, a good way to put it. And and everybody thinks about you know spot freight and contract freight and the the different challenges that one has with that. But there's there's a whole lot more flavors than just pure spot, pure contract. You know, on the contract, you may go further towards getting into dedicated or maybe into a private fleet spot. Is, is it really spot as in it's freight that is in, in the afternoon requiring to be picked up this afternoon? Or is it spot freight that simply isn't part of a routing guide? Because when I built my bid, I didn't own this this particular right. <laughs> facility, I bought something. And so right. it's become spot freight because I don't have contracted freight. So so what this gives um, the shippers the opportunity to do is to strategically establish 
how do I want to manage my transportation most effectively? And to your point, be able to understand the carrier that I'm using very significantly out of Mahoopany, Pennsylvania, may have no power, no consequence of, of uh, ability to provide me service in Stockton, California. Right. And so what I need to do as a shipper is I want, as I talk about optimality in, 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 in freight procurement, I don't want just the lowest rate. There's that combination of the rate that I can get while achieving the service requirements that I need to achieve. And you'll see managed transportation, you know, st- you know stepping in and doing uh, a fair amount of that. And that's a, a, a fair amount of the value that we're being able to provide is finding that blend for the shipper of what's the rate may not be the lowest rate, but it is the optimal rate when you're combining the service lever levels, the commitment levels. You've heard a lot of people over the years talk about how there, there really is no commitment or contract right. rates don't really have any legal ramifications around them. Well, that's where we're really starting to have an impact that you're okay. being able to, not by making the contract rates any more legal, but you're making the, the contract rates more viable. You're you're delivering a solution that's more exec- executionable. You're, 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 you're able to say, I'm expecting 99% uh, routing guide compliance. And three months later, I'm getting 99% routing guide compliance versus the spreadsheets and all have started to fall apart because I didn't bring enough carriers in. And just on the carrier side, we're building a huge, just a huge pond of freight that's that's being available. And that freight, you know, there's just so many fish in the pond. As a carrier, I want to go where I can I can I can fish yeah. and I can find I can find what I want. Yeah. That, that 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 fits my network. And if I've been in, if you think about if I'm a small or medium-sized carrier, just anybody, I've got app fatigue and screen mm-hmm. fatigue. I'm I'm tired of going to load boards that have ghost freight and and not freight that's not real. And how many apps am I supposed to be utilizing on my phone to try to go find my freight? That's where Emerge is saying, not only is there freight here, but there's freight here that you're going to want, and it's real freight because it's coming from real shippers. Yeah, and to your point, I mean carriers aren't good at every single lane. And it's hard for the shipper to decipher what lane that that particular carrier is good at. And the carrier doesn't want to say no because they don't exactly. want to lose the client. But exactly then at right. that point, everybody loses, right? Because if that lane is not their particular specialty, they're spending all this time and energy and money on that to be able to quote the customer because they don't want to lose the customer. But then the customer doesn't get necessarily the um, service level that they want to get for that particular lane. And I think the other thing that you mentioned there too is data, data, data. I mean, you take those spreadsheets and you try to extract data that can really be able to help you make the right decisions and the right, ask the right questions even. And that's what you're bringing together. So you're able to showcase the carriers for those particular lanes and that 
that name in Pennsylvania. I don't know how you pronounced it, but <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> well, it just happens to me. And if anybody's been around me, I use that location because in, in my past, as I've been, you know, working in this industry, there's, there have been large paper mills and okay. other, other, there's in Mahoopany, there's a particular Mahoopany. plant there. It's Mahoopany. And actually Got when, it. when the, um, when the pandemic was hitting, and you'll remember that certain plants shut down, right? We weren't making any right. cars, mm -hmm. but there were other essentials like diapers that were being needed and manufactured in record numbers. There's a particular product manufacturer who has a very, very large plant site in Mahoopany, Pennsylvania, that Got you it. would see picture, you saw pictures of in USA Today and other places showing the lines of trucks that were lined up, uh, lined up at that point. So your point, but your point is extraordinarily well taken that that routing guide and that routing guides, you know, is always going to has historically always fallen apart. The, the, the carriers just aren't servicing it because I'm being forced to service mm -hmm. this facility or this lane because I really want the freight that's over here. Yes. With the Emerge platform, you can still have this freight and nobody's going to penalize you because the shipper is going to do just fine on this other part of freight because they've got a larger qualified group of carriers that can service those needs. Absolutely. And then on both sides, you know, you're reducing how much time they're spending on everything, which is just magical, I think, for everybody. And so, I, you know, in doing the research for this episode, Emerge says as shippers, 99% of carriers don't even have access to your freight. And I knew it would be a high number, but 99% is really, really big. So why is that so important, particularly in this market of disruption as well as e-commerce and increasingly demanding customer expectations, not to limit the possibilities. Why is it so vital yeah. for us to open up the industry like this? Well, and, and I'll use my, my former home um, at Freightways. Freightways just published the top 500 um, um, transportation companies with FedEx and UPS and Night Swift and Hunt on the Top, not surprising. But the answer to your question about that 99%, it is the silent majority. It's not the people who are at the top of that freight waves list of providers. It's the people who aren't on that list who don't get visibility to that freight. Mm -hmm. So the, the large CPG company who is going to be looking to run a procurement event, run a bid, and trying to as described, come up with the optimal or that best solution that they can, oftentimes because of the limitations of their tools, their spreadsheets, their whatever, will restrict the number of providers that they're utilizing. Yep. Whereas if through the Emerge platform, we can give them visibility to that silent majority, the 90, 95% of the carriers out there who are less than 20 trucks, who would never, never receive an invite. Even if the, the large CPG company went from 75, Sarah, to 200 carriers, they're still not going to find yep. so much of the capacity that's down there with those trucks, with those carriers that are less than 20 trucks per. And that's where we can not only bring those carriers to 
their visibility, but qualify them and, and do it in such a way that there's transparency. Um, you know, again, brokers do a good job of some of this, but there's, there's a lack of transparency of who's making what money, who's making what percentage on that. These are, these are these carriers being brought into this, this marketplace in a totally transparent way and utilizing, you, you talked about, you talked about data, the more data that we can provide through the bid, the more effective we can be at finding the carriers that are going to be the right ones to haul that freight. Well, and think about it this way. Think about supplier diversity programs. There's a, uh, there's a large majority of organizations that have started these supplier diversity programs, and they're looking at working with minority-owned suppliers or smaller suppliers, and yet sometimes it can be a little bit cumbersome or a little bit difficult to work with those smaller suppliers, you know, from contract length to payment terms to different things like that, and even access right? Access is a really big deal when you're, when you're thinking about a supplier diversity program. But the data is really important with those programs as well, because you can really take a look at, through a platform, I'm sure, like Emerge, at what vendors, what carriers that you're using, and whether they're small, maybe minority owned, exactly. that you can really plug into that supplier diversity program and show some really, really good numbers. And you make it easier for them to work with those smaller suppliers, those minority-owned suppliers that everybody wants to give business to. Exactly. And, and the, you know, there's been a pursuit for a long time through these procurement events to do exactly what you're describing, whether it be a smart way, the transport partnership trying to do things more green uh, and environmentally sensitively. But your point is very well taken. Uh, small and medium-sized businesses or minority-owned carriers, uh, women-owned uh, you know, there's there's a list, and that's where, and a lot of what gets me really excited. If you get down in the weeds of why is this so cool, it emerged. The scenario management, as you think about it, when I, it's pretty much a you know a a math plus user uh, interface problem. If all I want to do is load rates in and try to find the lowest rate, I mean that that that's a that's a math problem and low cost scenarios. But everybody knows the low cost scenario is likely not going to get you the service that you want. And exactly. it's not serving the purposes of what you as a shipper are trying to do. What are those things that you as a shipper are trying to accomplish? You're, 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 you're trying to make the environment better. You're trying to support local or mm -hmm. minority owned or whatever those are. And through our scenario management, it doesn't take a PhD to be able to put those. And believe me, I've worked, at places where in the past it has taken those kinds of abilities to write that kind of code. But we have the ability to build those scenarios and give you a chance to run that scenario and say incumbency. And, you know, it, you know, if I've got carriers that I like right now, I want to, I want to reward those carriers. How do you want to reward them? Yeah. Bias this in a way that rewards those incumbents. I want to make sure that 8% goes to minority owned businesses. That's that's what you could do, and you'll and you'll have the best outcome. The optimal solution will will come out with that uh, occurring. So, and and you know, in this particular marketplace, where finding the right carrier for that particular shipper, and and meet, not only meeting their needs, but also fulfilling what that shipper is trying to do, 
has never been more challenging than it is today and why we've had, why Emerge has had just so much rapid success and, you know, built itself up to uh, six, seven billion dollars worth of, of freight already having been managed through the system. Amazing. And I love your passion, but we need to talk about integration, right? Sure. Because integration is on the top of minds for everybody when we talk about technology and platforms. But I think you have a fast one-time setup. What does that look like? What can people expect when they go to work with you as far as integration? Integration, and thank you for asking, Sarah, because integration is, is one of those Oh no, it's, you know, people think about it taking months. Overwhelming. And yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to need a project, a PMP project manager certification in order to make this happen. Um, and, and in certain circumstances for certain ERP solutions or the like, that's what you need. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about here is an ability based on with technologies available to us to us today through APIs and the like, to have that integration occur in a in essentially a simplified data mechanism. You're you really are plugging into the data sources versus awesome. having to um, project manage your way through the construction of the way that you're going to be integrating. On 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 top of that, uh, Sarah, we're we're also working with many of the TMS providers to have the Emerge platform be accessible through their platform. So um, you'll, you'll not only, you know, it's pretty simple to use Emerge, it's very simple to use Emerge today, but some folks are like, well, I've already got my TMS. Right. I don't want to add, even though that API, that data uh, transfer is very simple, if it's in already their own solution, it takes away another level of that fear and emerges is uh, running very quickly, already has existing uh, TMS uh, relationships. And um, for anybody who's out there and is on their own TMS and they're managing their own, their own freight, um, they, you know, asking, contacting us, um, we can certainly Show them just how quick and easy it is. It's it's really remarkable, Sarah. It really is. Um, it used to be that you'd go through months and months of, you know, working to get to a point where you could, in fact, do an event like this. We'll do a demo, you know, to a Fortune 100 company, and they're taking the demo because they know they have a need, right? They've got right. part of their network that's what falling apart, or the routing guide is is starting to crumble. They'll come to us and within literally a week or two, they'll be running tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars through our system wow. because the setup is that easy and um, not, you know, bring us your carriers. We will add Emerge carriers to that. Um, and if, if a carrier, you know, an Emerge carrier, if a carrier has been involved in a previous procurement event with Emerge, it's easy peasy for them. And what's going to be great about that is over time, so many of the carriers here uh, domestically are going to be involved. It will be simply, yeah, I've, I've done this before. There's no training necessary uh, for me to be able to, to upload my freight. So it's going to be great. I said domestically, but you can look for 
emerge to be involved in really all modes of transportation. You'll see the platform impacting Dre, intermodal, um, less than truckload. There's 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 nothing about you know over the road truckload, whether it be dry van, refrigerated, um, or flatbed. Um, there's there's we're, we're really um, agnostic when it comes to the mode. I like to hear that. And that key to success is really being simple and easy, right? So let's talk about 100%. your ethos. What powers the company? Because, you know, when I was doing the research, you talk about empowering and nurturing positive relationships. You actually say that your team focuses on service, accountability, and truly owning their outcomes every day. And I absolutely love that. And, you know, accountability is really something that has increasingly been lacking, I think. So why is it so important to get back to accountability? to achieve that transparency that you mentioned at the beginning of the conversation. And then, of course, to embrace collaboration, which I know and you know is the, the future of business. 100%. And within Emerge, if you think about where it comes from, and Andrew Leto building Global Trans uh, to the, you know, the point from literally it being a startup that, that he built off of an unemployment check uh, coming out of the Navy to selling it wow. for for, for the, the hundreds of millions of dollars that he had, the way they did that was through accountability. And as you're doing, you know, the, the freight brokerage accountability is, is a model that they did very well. But as you're doing a technology company, as you're doing that for accountability and you really want to own it, that's the phrase we use in here and have people be responsible for um, taking, taking that own it seriously. How, how do you do that and, and why are we doing it? It is in order to maintain that uh, belief by everyone involved in the marketplace, the shippers, the carriers, everyone, that we are, in fact, providing an unbiased, transparent um, solution for them, which, uh, you know, allows for, you know, that quick turn on and that that quick to value you know you, you can't stand around and wait for value to happen so that right. that ethos is is embedded here um the the um the folks that we're hiring we're doubling the size of the company um within 2022 um about 250 people now will be over 500 by the wow. end of the year but everyone that's hired really is brought in under the understanding that that this is a place that is going to be expect them once trained and put in the seat that they own what they're responsible for. And by owning that, and there's a lot of examples of it that have come through the global trans 10-4 history that Andrew Leto and his team have to where we are. I've been on their board since uh, the middle of last year and came on as president uh, in October. Um, it, it, it is a company that takes that incredibly seriously. And it's, it's really interesting, Sarah, to see people coming to work here. You're right. It's not carried through at every company now. People who come here are thrilled to know that everybody's rowing in the same direction. They're all taking responsibility. It's not, well, not my job, so I don't want to do it. No, you're owning it. You're you're going to have this and make sure that we are um, delivering the kind of service and value that our customers expect. 
Yeah, thank you for sharing that because it gives us a bit of a glimpse into who you are as a company. And that's something that I've always been passionate about with my team. You know, you own it, own what you're doing, own the outcomes, own some of the failures too, because we can only learn from some of those. And as long as you've got, you know, um, people around you that think the same way. Yep. Right. That were their learning experiences. They're not failures. I think that that's one of the most important pieces of a really successful environment. So now I want to change the conversation over to your ideal client. If I'm sitting in the audience right now and I'm kind of thinking, okay, well, this sounds amazing. Um, is there a particular size of company or maybe a, spe a specific industry that you focus on or is it really kind of open to everybody? It's, it's a genuinely open uh, to anybody uh, offering. Fortune 100 companies are using it today. Um, we define um, you know, the enterprise at more than $20 million worth of freight, but we also have um, an outreach and people who work with the small and medium-sized companies that are less than 20. So um, as I was saying, Sarah, there's really no mode uh, restrictions. Um, if you think about how the parameterization around building the um, the way that the bid is going to be run, that you know, as long as we understand transportation, we can build those parameters. So, Fortune 10 down to I've got a couple million dollars in transportation. I not only manage the transportation here at the plant, but I'm also in charge of hiring and. Right. Um, access, you know, access to, to, to payroll, that person can also utilize uh, the, the Emerge platform. So, um, you know, our, our six or seven billion dollars that have already been running through the platform um, has come from some of the largest shippers, top five shippers in the country, and also shippers whose name you would have never heard of if you weren't from the same town that they're in. So, for somebody who's watching or listening today um, as a shipper, I can't imagine anybody in this environment with the volatility that we are seeing in the market, to your point about the shortage of drivers and the like, I can't imagine anybody who isn't thinking to themselves, I really would like to consider what I could do better, get better service, potentially lower my rates, or even if I don't lower my rates, bring stability to my rates, yeah. take some of the risk away from the spot market. That that's that's a tune that I don't care how big or how small you are, everybody can sing that tune. Yeah, and everybody's taking a look at their supply chains and really trying to figure out where they want to take the risk, where they don't want to take the risk, and where they want to pay for risk and where they don't. Exactly. So this is a perfect fit for that. And so you've already told me that I am the type of customer that you're looking for. So now it's story time. Let's get <laughs> into a case study. So tell us about a particular customer. What was the challenges that they were having? They came onto the platform. What kind of ROI did they see from it? Right. There's two types of ROI that you're really seeing. And that's the differentiation that you're having from more of the traditional ROI. The, the, the first part of that is the speed to gaining this value, where oftentimes when you would be um, managing a bid. So let's say that and one of our uh, current customers, a very large manufacturer of uh, beverages, multiple plant sites across the country, because of that diversity of geography, 
and the responsibilities for transportation at each of those locations. They've run transportation procurement previously, but it's taken a while to implement and to get that value. So what we've been able to provide is a uh, solution that is very easy to run and have a definitive date of when it's done. It, it's not, I'm going to roll this up over a couple of months' time. It's being conducted and done within a couple of days' time. And then it's being implemented very quickly as well because I know I'm comfortable with how well I've treated all of my geographies so I can roll it out. So I'm getting speed of ROI. And then because what we talked about before, this this um, uh, manufacturer utilized their own carriers and hundreds of other carriers that were being brought to this that would have never had visibility before, they were able to get a solution that over time will not have a declination of the way that their routing guide is working. So if they believe that they're going to have a billion dollars worth of transportation being spent on the freight over the year that that bid was run, that's what they're going to get. They're not going to see it that routing guide starting to fall apart and their service and so their rates going up and their service going down. So we're delivering ROI in the speed yeah. of how quickly I can implement this across that geography, as well as having that number that we say you're going to hit is what we're going to hit. So you're a shipper. What you want to have happen is you want to be able to put into your budget how much it's going to cost to run that freight. That's what we're able to tell you. That's That was the challenge that existed in 2018 with so much tight capacity. It certainly exists now post-pandemic with the tightness of capacity. There's the desire, the ROI. The ROI is a certainty and assuredness that when I put my budget together, I'm going to hit those numbers. And that's what Emerge is able to provide. Well, that and I think also service levels go up because then you're utilizing the carriers for the routes like we talked about before that they want to be working on, that they want to be handling freight in. And you're not just giving carriers freight in routes that they're just not good at. So I think think we have to make a a point on the ROI on service levels as well. But I think you and I could talk forever about this. I (laughs) love hearing everything about what you're doing over at Emerge. But what does the future hold for the company? Tell us a bit about that. Well, uh, I talked about how significant that that we've grown. We've received a number of uh, nationwide awards with regards to uh, within the Fortune 5000 and how fast we're growing. The doubling of the size of the business. We recently you know, raised a significant am- an amount of money um, to be able to drive up our development, drive up our commercial enterprise. And that's, that's really exciting. But what the future holds uh, for Merge is the continued expansion of that value proposition. It is going to be procurement. It's going to be benchmarking, carrier scorecarding, all those things that the shippers are begging to have best practices be available to them and that's what emerge is going to do and you'll see you'll see you'll see a continuation of the doubling of that size of emerge year over year over year that's that's for sure and i say that not only as the uh, the president of emerge but i say that as a board member too so 
it's what I'm going to deliver and what I'm going to expect to have happen as well. Yes, that's so exciting. And I'm certainly looking forward to that. I am really excited by what you're doing at Emerge. We all know that some, maybe a lot of our systems and ways of doing things in supply chain need to be updated. And platforms like Emerge are just invaluable in bringing ease, cost-saving, time-saving to a really stretched part of the industry. And when you add that to an ethos that is centered around accountability, transparency, and building positive partnerships, well, that is just music to my ears. So if you want to find out more, you can check them out over at EmergeMarket.com. And a massive thanks to George for joining me today and the team at Emerge for making this episode happen. Sarah, it was a great pleasure. I look forward to more of this in the future and continued good luck and great, great stuff on the work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. If you would like to hear more, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to Let's Talk Supply Chain dot com to check out the latest. You can also use our search bar. So if you have a challenge in supply chain, you're looking for a solution, we have most likely had them on our show. And so you can learn everything that you need to know about them and how they can help you from our episodes. So use the search bar to search out solutions to those challenges. And remember to come back next week when I'll be talking to the team at Transportation Impact all about how they are changing the game in the industry and so much more. So remember to come back next week. If you enjoy our podcast, there's a few ways to support the show. You can follow us, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're also over on TikTok. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain, and to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com. You can also visit the Blended Pledge on LinkedIn. We have a GoFundMe page for individuals that want to make a visual impact in diverse voices, in audiences, and on stages. Go and check that out. We're also looking for corporate sponsors, and you can email us for more details on that. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at Let's Talk Supply Chain. And remember, if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.